humanitarian. We live in a time of great change. It's hard to ignore the voices calling out for a more inclusive and representative humanitarian sector. Or is it actually quite easy to ignore those voices? The UN is about to select a new emergency relief coordinator, the Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs, the head of OCHA. It's a very powerful and attractive post, and the last couple of ERCs have all come from the UK. Now, will that also be the case this time? In a sense, this is the perfect litmus test for whether change is actually coming or whether all we are doing is just putting up window dressing in the echo chamber. So when I heard that William Shemmerly, the Global Protection Cluster Coordinator, had put forward his candidacy for the post, I thought that was interesting, because at least he is quite a different candidate. So here he is. I hope you enjoy this short bonus episode. And before we begin, I would like to also invite all other candidates for the position as ERC to come on True Humanitarian for a chat. Just to make it absolutely clear that here at True Humanitarian, we don't discriminate, I would like to emphasize that that is an offer that, of course, also is valid for candidates from the UK. William Shemmerly, welcome to True Humanitarian. Thank you so much, Lord Peter. So you're running to become the next uh, emergency relief coordinator, and I just have four questions for you. Who are you? Are you qualified? What would be different with you as ERC? And do you have a chance? So let's begin with the first one. Who are you? I'm a Lebanese who lived uh, through a civil war that shaped me to become a human rights defender, negotiating release of people that were forcibly displaced and disappeared. My day job at the time was uh, in the banking sector, but following the 2006 war in Lebanon, I wanted to engage in the relief effort, in the national effort. So I did take a break from banking and joined uh, international organizations, initially as a, as a driver and a translator. And, and the rest is history. This led to a very humbling journey of leading humanitarian projects and alliances, uh, mainly in the Middle East and Africa, both with international NGOs, with several UN agencies. And during several periods, I managed to bring that field frontline dusty experience to, to global processes, uh, where I engaged in uh, leading uh, global NGOs uh, and uh, representing uh, in processes of, of policy shaping that, uh, that define uh, today's humanitarian action. Currently, I'm leading the Global Protection Cluster bringing together about a thousand organizations and 35 operations to put protection at the center of humanitarian action. So for me, if you ask who am I, I'm a humanitarian. And for me, being a humanitarian is not a job, it's personal, it's who I am, initially by necessity and then by choice. And so I think it's fair to say that that life history you just gave, that's not standard issue for the ERCs we've seen. So. Let me ask you the second question. Are you qualified to hold the post as Undersecretary General of the United Nations? There is only one way to figure that out, I guess. But let me tell you, we live in complex times. The problems humanitarians deal with and the UN are interconnected. They're mutually reinforcing. The way we're responding to these problems have been changing and shifting and adapting over time. So we see, for instance, 
uh, international protection and international presence remains extremely central and important in many contexts. But there is a growing recognition of a long-standing fact that most humanitarian work is carried, for example, by local responders, communities and activists on an area-based approach in their areas. We also see that global political will remains extremely essential, but we need more regional solutions for regional problems where development and peace machinery remain despite fragility. And last year has been very exposing COVID. While we're dealing with this pandemic, today we know that at the heart of it, what we're truly dealing with is a human rights crisis. So in this context, a qualified ERC needs to bring two things. First, a unifying style of leadership that knows the system from within and able to drive a broad alliance at the right pace, but also has the confidence to address the areas that needs adaptation. We also need from the next ERC a clear set of values that sets the tone of this alliance. And the, the words, the actions, the decisions of the next ERC must embrace the principles and values we, we talk about. It has to be full of humility, equality, and non-discrimination. So at this crossroad, a qualified ERC is extremely important. I do believe that a new generation of humanitarian leadership coming from the Global South, having had the experience of being on both sides of the aid system, a new generation which most humanitarians could self-identify with, could be very well qualified to rally all the good forces to deal with the problems of today and ready inclusive humanitarianism for the problems of tomorrow. I think Lars Peter, it is about qualification, I fully agree, but it is also about sending this message that a new leadership in today can lead humanitarians, a humanitarian can lead humanitarians. That would fit very well in the times we're living in. William, the ERC, it's a, it's a very powerful post. It's also a post that comes with great constraints. What would be different with you? Wouldn't you just be yet another constraint, senior UN figure, unable to do what you really wanted? Thanks, Lars Peter. Indeed, my experience in the humanitarian sector have given me a, an all too realistic understanding of the daunting challenges that, that are faced. It's complicated. Uh, it's uh, this uh, ongoing balance and dancing between what it ought to be and what's possible. Uh, that happens all the time, from negotiating on a checkpoint on the ground to, to finding a global deal to, to enable access uh, for a situation like many we are facing today. I believe it's important first for the ERC to have been there, to have been on the front line, to know the repercussions of the decisions where it matters, uh, on the checkpoints, in the villages, in the suburbs. And I think that brings a, uh, an important understanding of the pace in which decisions should be made and how they should be communicated. Second, I think an evolution, a revolution, dare I say, has happened in the humanitarian sector. There has been a lot of changes in the last five, six, seven, eight years. And we see many individual organizations have moved ahead with agendas of localization, with agendas of area-based approaches, with agendas that 
are happening on the ground, yet the system altogether hasn't embraced it. So we need an ERC who is coming from the system, who knows what works, what should endure, but also have the confidence to make the changes and embrace the changes that have happened. And finally, I think it is about qualifications, but it's also about a life story. Having an ERC that most humanitarians would self-identify with, I think would be the right message, would inspire, can galvanize all these positive efforts to head in one direction with one heartbeat. All right, William, let's say you're qualified. Let's say you would make a difference. Do you realistically have a chance? Absolutely, yes. And that's not said in a naive way. I understand very well the political environment in which an ERC is being appointed. But let me tell you this. Humanitarianism has seen change that was against odds, but yet happened. We see local actors growing in recognition of what they've always done. We see a UN leadership that has done massive amounts of change in terms of equality, in terms of development aid, in terms of call to action on a human rights agenda. All of these wouldn't have seen, been seen as realistic a couple of years ago, yet it is happening. So I believe that the current leadership of humanitarianism, the current UN leadership has proven that they're willing to take decisions that make sense to the times we're living in. My job is not to say if it's realistic or not. My job is to offer that option that there is a humanitarian who comes from within, from the global south, who brings a flair of change from being coming from a new generation and is out there as an option. So is it realistic? I don't think the question should be asked to me. Only the coming days will answer. William Shemley, thank you so much for coming on True Mediterranean, and let's see what happens. Thank you very much, MP. Looking forward to continue the conversation and the adventure. It's about the rights and the freedom to be, for people to choose their path in life and dream. Souls of men beyond what you see. Stages are different for each, who will lead? Cycles of outsiders that get fat checks, fly in, fly out of places with slums and jets. Ask better questions, pick apart, educate, and no one is safe. We're here to build and debate. We are, we are searching for more. Open up your mind beyond rich or poor. For the truth, you've been warned. Humanitarian.